Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah. This is the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, Extended Silence. And these are my co-hosts, Kyle Holland and Alex Fielder. Today we're taking a break from our usual content to discuss the Schweeb, the unusual pedal-powered gadget barn that's been on the rage since the Tom Scott video. We'll talk pods, Schweeb barn, and more after the news. The news <laughs> is here for you. News. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Uh, we have excellent news today in the ongoing fight to get ridership back up to snuff. Today, the Edmonton Transit Service has announced that it is now getting 100% of pre-pandemic ridership on its bus system, proving that Canada is, in fact, built different when it comes to transit. (laughs) Their quick rebound is credited to bus network frequency improvements, an ongoing effort to improve service, and a new and simplified fare payment system. Although ridership on the city's light rail is not yet all the way there, this is a great start for getting transit back on track across the continent. Wow. Is this one of those cause and effect things I keep hearing about? (laughs) (laughs) No, you see, what they did is they made it free. And that fixed their ridership problems. Oh. That's not true. That was a lie. That was being me being facetious. What fixed their ridership problems was they're making the service good. (sighs) So did they make it better than... Pre, pre-pandemic service, or did they just actually bring it back up? They brought it back up, and then they were smarter with it, because if you're like a transit operator, you have a certain number of bus operations hours you can use, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of being stupid and running, <laughs> like, you know, an hour bus down every suburban subdivision road, Imagine they just you did, like, you know, 10-minute buses on all the arterials and some of the, and, you know, some like micro transit service to fill in the gaps and such. So oh, okay. it's a winning formula in their case. Well, good for them. Yeah. I, I'd like to see that happen in the great USA. I mean, around here, <laughs> we've actually fun. been doing that a bit, like replacing the the Rose Park bus system with like the one. That is not that, comparable. And that, oh, was that is not comparable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's like fair. we replaced, you know, two half-hour buses with a half-hour bus and a 15-minute bus and a microtransit service. And buses that people were used to and relied on. Yeah, that people were not, like, unhappy with is the fun part. Uh, They, you know, took, like, you know, 20 suburban bus routes and, like, that were running every half-hour except during rush hour when they were running, like, every five minutes (laughs) into, like, you know... 10 all-day more frequent routes is what they did, basically. Ah. So they took something that was already better than what was in Rose Park and then just consolidated. So instead of walking five minutes, you walk 10 minutes to the bus, but it comes a lot more often. Mm. I think that's a fair trade-off. I think we could do that with the Kearns bus grid. You could replace a bunch of crappy half-hour and hour buses with terrible span of service with one 10-minute bus on one street. But Kearns, like, those are all, like, a mile apart, Kyle. Yeah, I'm making a joke about how you actually have to have this problem in order to solve it. <laughs> like, we got to get more buses than that in the first place if we want to do this sort of thing. Yeah. So, anyway, good job, Edmonton. And the light rail isn't that much bullet. Like, this makes it sound, it's, like, 85%. So, also, calling it, quote, light rail is a little bit funny, given that it's almost fully grain separated. But, you know. Oh, and also the Valley Line will be opening We've been over how Canada does light rail completely differently. Canada is built different, some might say. Yeah. Such as me. Such as us. It's like the first thing in the description of the last episode. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So, 
This hath been les affaires, which is the news in French. I'm going to start saying the campus shuttle system should do an Edmonton transit. No, the campus shuttle system should cease to exist. Mm, why? Why? The money should be given to UTA instead. Uh, yeah. Because it would be more useful. Because almost no one who's riding the campus shuttle actually needs to be riding the campus shuttle. If we're being honest. We could make the campus shuttle a useful system that helps with longer trips. The university is a mile long. I sent you a map of how I would like to serve long, longer trips. Like, we got to handle, like, East and West Village housing. We got to hit the far reaches of the hospital all the way down to President's Circle, that sort of thing. But the Orange Loop does not, like, service from Fort Douglas to main campus simply does not need to exist. We have an entire bridge for that. They, you, you are right, but I found it's, it's, it's kind of it's an excuse to not walk uphill. Is the only thing but I can't. I found it useful earlier. People. I was in engineering. I caught a I caught a two A or whatever I, up to medical, and I caught a circulator, and then bam, I'm at the PHC in like seven minutes. I, as someone who took it, sometimes living on campus, it was nice in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I I just think campus shuttles in generally is. You only stupid. think it's bad because it's slow. If it was faster, I think you'd be more inclined to ride it. No, I don't think I would. I, I think and more frequent. Hmm. Both of which are perfectly attainable. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> the show. Uh, so. To Kyle's eternal mortification, what is Schweeb? You're fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> Great. No unemployment for you. <laughs> I have to bleep that. YouTube's being bleeped now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought YouTube was a new swear word. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube's being a YouTube. That's right. <laughs> anyway, the Schweeb The Schweeb is is slash was a pedal-powered personal rapid transit system that would have used pedal-powered pods to move riders along a suspended monorail track. You missed the word proposed, which seems to be included with most of these gadget bonds. Uh, it's not proposed. That, that was a typo. Oh. There's one that exists. Oh. In New Zealand. Have you seen the video? Or no? No, I have not Scott. seen the okay. Tom Scott video. You see, the video. Tom Scott video is the impetus for this because... I saw the thumbnail and I'm like, I'm wow, a shameless hype chaser. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a shameless hype chaser, so I'm trying to leverage Tom mm. Scott see, to make yeah, us... Yeah, and unlike Tom over. Scott, you don't actually go see things. Yeah, because we don't make enough money for that. I, I wonder Donate if Donate to is... our Patreon. <laughs> Do you think he did this because he's now not scared of roller coasters? I mean, maybe. Yeah. It is an amusement... Well... It is an amusement park, right? So, 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 uh, going on to, like, technical details of the Schweeb, uh, the pods were meant to be made out of clear plastic with holes for ventilation. Riders would sit in a recumbent position, laying on their backs with their feet facing the front, and pedaling. Initially, the idea was to make, quote, trains, unquote, of pods to allow for greater aerodynamic performance, as well as greater speed. And there were also ideas about putting stations at an elevation above the rest of the track to allow for fast starts, and then you would have, like, you know, a little roller coaster deal that would up into the station, then you get, like, a little boost going out of it. And this is better than a paved bikeway, how? Uh, also, they wanted to store the Schweeb pods at every station. Like, you know those, like, racks they have at dry cleaning places? The, yeah, the, the like, rotating yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. On those, and then you would pull one off, 
hook it into the schweeb and then get into it and get off onto the it track. Sounds like bike share with so many extra steps. <laughs> Grade separated bike share. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. So um, it sounds very accessible. You know, for the everyone. FRA would still find a way to call it light rail. But <laughs> <laughs> did you see that they posted their they did a BART station modernization in mm-hmm. Oakland and then like on on Twitter and Facebook they posted like this light rail station is 42 <laughs> years old and was in desperate need of modernization thanks to the FRAs and I'm like sir and or ma'am and or them. Calling Bart a light rail is, like, objectively very funny. It's a pretty long light rail, isn't it? Yeah, 700 feet trains, yeah, I got know, some 10 high cars, Ooh. 79 miles an hour, nice fully grade separated, system. yeah. That, that's, that's pretty good. You could yeah. almost call it light metro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is sort of automated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then it was designed in New Zealand, which is also where the first prototype was built in a, an amusement park. It's like a racing attraction deal, uh, as featured in the aforementioned Tom Scott video. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think that Kyle put it sort of good, It's or sort of well. It's like a, like a fully grade-separated bike share with stations. I mean, it made it far, farther than most, like, obviously stupid gadget bonds and that there is a functioning prototype built that you can go play on. There is a functioning prototype, and it does, like, you know, work. Like, they put, like, electric assist in it so that it would work better, and they can get you up to, like, 25 in those things now, so. Yeah, it, when I picture it, well, because like, I, I watched the video, of right. course, it feels like something they would put in Futurama, or, like, a future TV <laughs> show. Right. It feels like, like one of the most, like, outlandish, um, just... Ways of getting around. Very Jetsons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know that Futurama thing that we talked about when we were doing, like, the first episode of the podcast where, like, you know, the auto companies put out all that stuff. I feel like along with, like, the elevated pedestrian walkways, if they'd known about it, they would have done, like, you know, dedicated cycle tracks, except it's a monorail. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. So We should put this on the Las Vegas Strip to go with the ped bridges. Actually, that would be kind of cool. People would ride it. I feel like it would be a very popular drunk attraction. It would attraction. be a very popular attraction. <laughs> I think that the main issue with the Schwieb is, like, how do you do signaling? How do you keep people from just slamming into each other all the time? Um, big brain Rubber bumpers. Big, big like, spring, comically large springs on each <laughs> end. <laughs> that sounds kind of sweet. It's <laughs> not what I would call the main issue with this idea, but, you know. Well, sure. And then how do you switch to other tracks without, uh, like. You don't. You don't. You no. get out and then do a transfer to a different sweep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Linear cool. transfer. Great. Yeah. We love those here. So, I mean, there's, you know, obviously some technical issues, but, like, in Our terms of gadget issues. bonds, <laughs> it's I, not that bad. I like it more than that weird Chinese uh, thing that went over the cars. The sky bus? Yeah, I like it more than the sky bus. <laughs> yeah, in terms of stupidly auto-oriented gadget, gadget bonds, you're you're not wrong. It's not the worst one. <laughs> I don't think this one is meant to be auto-oriented. Yes, it is, because the reason you would, the only reason you'd put bikes in the air is so you can have more 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 dangerous cars on the ground. Well, we haven't talked about the person who created it yet, so hold on and reserve your judgment. Um, <laughs> and then also, also, um, no, never mind. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, the Schweeb was dreamt up by Jeffrey Barnett 
an English teacher who was almost hit while riding his bicycle in Tokyo one too many times. Relatable. He, he dreamt of a world where cyclists would be absolutely safe from road traffic, which, as I said, is kind of based, actually, even if it is a gadget bun. Like, you know, but apparently he's a tech bro, so his mind went to suspended monorail instead of bike lane. And <laughs> <laughs> safe intersections and reduce speed limits. <laughs> Yeah, um, so he came up with the idea in the early 2000s. An initial prototype, which still exists today, was built at a New Zealand theme park in 2007. And then in 2010, the Schwieb was selected from a pool of over 150,000 potential ideas to become one of six like projects to receive a million dollars from Google for innovation. Yeah, I could see this was something that would get installed on a Google campus. Right? Like yeah. That would be kind of cool, actually. Like, you know, you go from, like... That you have, like, it around the whole big donut, right, of Google, and then you get in on your office, and you sweep down to the cafeteria, and then you sweep back to your office. Wow, it's like bicycling on the ground, except lower capacity, more expensive, and more difficult. And cooler. Wow. (laughs) See, I don't know if it's that much cooler. I mean, it's a suspended monorail, so... Yeah, but... Schweeb... (laughs) <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Schweeb is kind of like a dork name. <laughs> well, I feel like the theme park really lucked out with this one. Because they got a free attraction, which is one of a kind. Well, and they get to franchise it now, because if you remember from the video, mm-hmm. they um, they bought the IP when the company went under in 2018. Af- eight years <laughs> after getting a million dollars. Yeah, th- so after 2012, they ba- or 2010, when they got the money, they basically just disappeared. And they were responding to emails up until, like, 2014 about how they're trying to, like, you know, make it work. And then they kind of just went bankrupt four years later. So, hmm. So, uh, rip Schweeb Inc. <laughs> Schweeb Inc. Um, so, that's the Schweeb. The Schweeb, it, it sure Schweebs. It schweebs pretty good. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. What do you think, Kyle? Does it schweeb? No. Wow. I, I think regular asphalt schweebs more than the schweeb. No, I think the schweeb schweebs. The, the schweeb most schweebs. Oh, of all the schweebs. Yeah, if you donate uh, $20,000 to our Patreon, we will go to do the schweeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it, we really need probably more like, what do you think a flight to New Zealand costs? $1,000? I don't want to know. More than that, probably. Probably like round trip, that. like two, three thousand. really far. Yeah, it's... Okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll 20, do the calculation. Yeah, we'll figure, we'll figure it out, it. and then we'll, you and know, get all of our rich benefactor <laughs> to um, <laughs> to pay for our New Zealand trip to ride the Schweeb. Um, Schweeb. So, where does the idea for the Schweeb come from? Like, where where are its origins? So, the name and the idea for the Schweeb come from suspended railways. Kind of, which are kind of like an orphan invention of the 19th century. Because, you know, back in Victorian and, like, you know, early 1800 times, like... Much steampunk, very well. Men, wow. like, guys would just go out and invent the weirdest gadget bonds possible for, like, you know, a lark. And they were all steam-powered. <laughs> they were all steam-powered, yeah. Um, so the first suspended monorail system was actually built in 1821 and was horse-drawn. Experiments continued throughout Europe, and especially in Germany, throughout the early and mid-1800s, and most early applications for the technology were industrial, with the first suspended monorail monorail used for freight, built in Cheshunt, 
Cheshunt. I don't know. That's probably right. Cheshunt. Sounds English. <laughs> Cheshunt <laughs> upon, you know, Crappingham or whatever. <laughs> England in 1925. Yeah. Experiments continued until the late 1800s when a very successful electric monorail used, used to carry coal was built at a power plant near Enros. Enos, e- maybe? Enos. Enos, Enos, New Jersey. The Russians also got into the game in 1897, <laughs> building a short demonstration line in Odessa. Odessa, Ukraine, designed to carry passengers. Yeah. I'm not good with places. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the real precursor of the Schwieb, uh there were several bicycle monorails built in the 1800s. So the Hotchkiss monorail was built between Smithville and Mount Holly in New Jersey. Uh, in 1892 and operated until 1897. I guess New Jersey just likes monorails, apparently. Yeah, Jersey. Joysy. 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 Okay. Going to Joysy on the path train. <laughs> or something, I don't know. Yeah. Close. Close enough, right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then there are some other, you know, bike monorails opened in Norfolk from... Uh, 1895 to 1905, and in Great Yarmouth uh, slash Blackpool in the United Kingdom starting in 1896. This is early stuff. This is really early. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess everybody thought like, hmm. Well, this is this is like you know that time that somebody built like a fully grade separated bike viaduct in <laughs> in L.A. County back in the like you know early 1900s because like everyone was like. Wow, I sure do love my penny-farthing bicycle. It is such an innovation in technology. Let us, you know, build car infrastructure for it or build train infrastructure for the bicycle. Just, just, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, I think they were meant to be serious transportation solutions because, mm. as we discussed, guys in the 1800s just really did love to create a, a gadget bond. <laughs> <laughs> See, at least they got them done. They made them. Wow, and so we, we we tried them. You know, we know they're a dumb idea. <laughs> they didn't operate for very long, though. So. Yeah, because they're a dumb idea. No, they're not. What's the point of a bicycle if I can go along one route with limited station options? Sustainably powered rail travel. Okay, so is the regular electric train wrong? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. Where do you, I'm, I'm going to make the conservative argument now. Where do you think that electricity for your electric train comes from? That's right, coal. Probably a wind farm or something. Probably a wind farm, yeah. We, the UTA <laughs> specifically pays to get the renewable energy. Yeah. Good UTA. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, go. Go, go UTA. UTA. People go in places. Go UTA today. Now, if we had people on bicycles off-site providing pedal power to feed the train. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that seems much more efficient. Yeah. I say we get like, like, okay, we build a standard gauge railway, right? Uh Mm Uh-huh. And then we build like, you know, 30 bicycle monorails adjacent to it. And on each of these bicycle monorails, we put like a like whatever the quad version of a tandem bicycle is on there. We just have a whole bunch of guys on bicycle monorails, pull the train. 
So is this like those drinking tours in like small <laughs> towns <laughs> with, the, like, with like, little, with like yeah. eight people on a bike and someone steering it? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Those are hilarious. 30 bicycle monorails next to each other with quad bicycles just sounds like a highway. Well, yeah, but it's pulling a train like, you know, filled with coal or whatever. So, yeah, But life is a highway. <laughs> Like, if I was, like, Isambard Kingdom Brunel, and it was the year of our Lord, <laughs> whatever, and I was building, you know, my newest Brunel gauge railway line in the western half of the United Kingdom, then I would have simply done this instead of using coal, because, as we discussed, 1800s guys did really just like making a ketchup pond. Well, I wouldn't say that's dark history. I just like dumb ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Amusement pla- parks are good places to go be amused by dumb ideas. What can I say? <laughs> a dumb idea. I uh, like the Schweeb. Uh, I, I think I think, I think the Schweeb is a good idea, and we should have more of it. Sure. We Schweeb down Main Street. Well, oh my why God. don't we have Schweeb between office buildings downtown? Many Schweeb people, from many upper people campus are saying to this. lower campus. Yes. There are no technical reasons why that would. You could not even be a like. At all. You could even scale it up, right? Like, so you you superpower the electric assistant one of these things, and it pulls behind it like a whole pod with like chairs and stuff. So one guy pedals to ca- take all of his colleagues to the meeting in the next building over. Oh, see, for the Schweeb reminds me of like Alpine. Uh, tracks, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like in Park City. It's yeah. like it's an equally dumb idea, but it's very amusing. It yeah. sounds like it's the year nineteen ten, and we're inventing the personal automobile and talking about all the great benefits it will bring. I think and where we should put all the roads. <laughs> we for should it. replace every green bike station with a Schweeb station. It would get used more. It would get used more. And there would definitely be no operational problems to speak of. We'll just quad track everything. Everybody can have their own track. Yeah, it would just sweep itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, like, you know, lightning fast monorail switching mechanisms so that you can change over to the next track if you want as well. <laughs> yeah, and you won't get caught between it switching and full plummet to your death. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be easy. We'll, we'll teach everyone, like, basic railroad signals so that they understand, like, where they can't schweeb. And yeah, we'll, we'll take a demonstration schweeb into high school and yeah. teach people how to get teach in and out and how to use the laundry rack to pick up a parts. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> schweeb. Schweeb. Um, so now that those are kind of like the weak suspended railways, but the mother of them all, the big daddy, the we're, you know, now we're talking about real suspended railways. Well, we're just talking about where the Schweeb comes from. <laughs> we're talking about big daddy Schweeb. This is, this is <laughs> look. This is the Rup- the Wuppertal Schweeb uh, <laughs> is essentially a very. <laughs> <laughs> a very large <laughs> schweeb. I'm impressed by the size of this schweeb. <laughs> <laughs> and this schweeb. Tangles pretty far over the river. Just, ha- <laughs> just happens to be powered by electricity instead of feet. <laughs> What's the foot to electric ratio we can achieve with the mini Schweeb? No, oh, I'm crying. Uh, anyway, Big Daddy uh. Schweeb. Now this is. 
<laughs> oh dear. <laughs> now with less feet. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> See, maybe if they pitched the Schweeb as baby Big Daddy Schweeb, maybe we'd get that. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have to take up my makeup before our meeting because it's completely fucked now. Um, oh, <laughs> so it's as we discussed, basically a very large tree, <laughs> <laughs> and it. You know what? Maybe just go listen to our episode about the about this thing. Oh, it takes it. Um, it was first completed in 1901 and later expanded to its current 13.3 kilometer length in 1903. It takes advantage of the region's unique geography to run over a river for an extended period of time and is still extensively used today. The river Vuper. Is it? That yeah, sounds right. Oh, I thought it was the Vuper. No, the Vupertal is the town, so I thought yeah, that the, the river, river was the river is Vuper. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's just without the tall on the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining that Vupertal probably means like Vupertown Probably. in German. The Vupertal um, Dangle Train. Or like, you know, Wooper upon tall in the in the English <laughs> spelling. Um so yeah, it's thirteen point three kilometers long. It was first constructed in nineteen oh one and later extended to its current length in nineteen oh three. Um it has over eighty two thousand daily riders and is basically like a rapid transit service. Yeah, basically, no, it is a rapid transit service. Well, yeah, but it's, it's not very rapid because it's a dangle train. <laughs> okay, well, the rapid and rapid transit rarely, rarely means raw speed in any system. This is true, I suppose. Well, I mean, either way, really, impressive ridership. Yeah, for 13 kilometers as well, which is... No, not a lot. Okay, what other what other serious suspended railways do we have? Uh, the Dresden Schwebahn, which is a suspended funicular railway, because men in the 1800s just really liked making gadget bonds. Okay, I um, mean, I guess it's like higher capacity than like a a cable a pure cable system. I suppose most most like funiculars probably don't need you know. A huge amount of capacity because they're like a staircase accelerator. <laughs> well, it sounds expensive, but sure. Um, there's also two airport people movers in Dortmund and Dusseldorf. Go figure. Got to have flashy airport people movers. Yeah, and they're like each two kilometers long, so like a mile and a mile and, and a bit, mile and a sixth, or mile and, mile 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 and mile point six. There we go. Mile and six tenths. Mile and three. Bits, you know. Airports mm-hmm. be like the less rails, the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably, we have autonomous pods on rubber tires. <sighs> the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> there are also a ton in Japan for some reason. Uh, most famously at the Ueno Zoo, although that's shut down at the moment. Uh, and then two of these in Shonan and Chiba are rapid transit operations similar to the Wuppertal Schwebahn. Do you know if there's a geographic reason for doing it there, too? Uh, I think kind of just the urban form is a little, like... Not really something you could shove a traditional metro through. Yeah, it would be hard to stick a regular viaduct over it, so they just did this instead. Yeah, that's fair. 
This is like the same reason they use um, suspended monorail systems in industrial applications, like for moving parts around a factory. Yeah, and a so the, the Chiba monorail is 15.2 kilometers long, and it's the longest one in the world, um, you know, beating out the Vupertal one. And then the uh, Shonan one is about four, uh, 4.1 miles or 6.6 kilometers long. Cool. So there you go. Um, so... I have put as the final note for this episode, since this is going to be a short one, obviously, because, you know, it's just a schweeb. It's schweeb, yeah. We're schweebing. Uh, um, we've talked about the schweeb a, a, a good amount. About, I like, I don't know, I'd say ten th- times as much as Scott, Tom Scott talked about the schweeb. Therefore, we should get ten times as many views. Yeah, mm. about ten times as much as it needs to be talked about, too. Oh, come now, Kyle. Hey, schweeb's important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And cool. And uh, the future of urban transportation. The future is schweeb. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you can schweeb yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can go schweeb yourself. Um, oh, and I should note that there may be one a new one coming to Christchurch, New Zealand, because they're building a stadium there, and some business guy wants to put a schweeb on top of it for, like, tourism purposes. I was going to ask what practical transportation, transportation need does this fulfill, but uh, that works, too. What practical transportation it fulfills is the need for grade-separated bicycle infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. I do not feel the need to expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look. Basically, my whole point of this video is this is your brain on tech, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what I learned from cycling through the dangerous streets of Tokyo on my bicycle for three years is that we need a suspended railway bicycle, not like, you <laughs> the know, a bike lane. I was surprised that an English teacher came up with this. But I'm surprised it got built and lasted as long as it did before being sold off and the company disappearing. Well, I mean, there might be more of them coming, like I said, cause because the rich Tom people Scott want something video, flashy. The Tom Scott video mentioned that it might be going to an amusement car p- park in Korea, and then this business guy's like, we should build one on top of our stadium for tourism. So. You know, back in my day when rich people wanted something flashy, and they'd build a gun. When alive. I am the richest person alive, I will replace all green bike stations with a shweeb. Oh, good idea. I'll punch you in the face. We should add shweebs to the Bees Stadium. Ooh, that might convince Larry H. Miller to come back. We we should use the money the Miller family is raising just to be like, don't get too mad at us. Build Schweebs (laughs) and have it be a concert venue that you can Schweeb around. Yeah, so everybody just kind of, you know, Schweebs the whole time listening to music, cheering Mm -hmm. in their Schweeb. Then when (laughs) they get to the bottom, they go back up and they're cheering with... I'm I'm thinking about... uh, Drive-in movie theater, but with schweebs. Ooh, that would be awesome. A schweeb in movie theater. Just kind of lay there and peer out the side, like, look uh-huh. at the movie. Oh, it'd be nice, because you're already, like, you're comfy. You're yeah. laying down, like, just put popcorn in your schweeb and you're set. <laughs> yeah, and you can, like, you know, if you if you need some extra milk duds or something, you can, like, back your schweeb up out of your schwarking spot. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go get your milk duds from the concession stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a shweeb through. <laughs> <laughs>
I think I think the best comparison for this might be monorail hamster ball. Sweep through. <laughs> it's like a drive-through with more plastic. And better for the environment. A sweep by shooting. <laughs> this is the future you pay us for. We're gonna sweep this whole city. Sweeped. Robert oh sweeps us. Wait, can we have sweepification instead of busification? <laughs> oh, bustitute? No, sweepstitution. That's it, yeah. Sweepstitution. <laughs> oh my gosh. Y'all are telling me I have to listen to this and publish it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to listen to it. There should be very little editing. Yeah, there should be very little editing because this is like one of our funniest episodes. Like, this is. The Red Line podcast is chained from a serious public transportation publication into a funny show. We're a comedy <laughs> show now. Don't do, don't do drugs. We just, we we're, just talk about schweebs. Don't do drugs. Unapologetically pro-schweebs. <laughs> unapologetically pro-schweebs since 2021. <laughs> that, that's going to be one of the new parts Ooh. of the student chapter. Of the Twitter tagline as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Kyle is not having as much fun with the sweep as we are. No, I'm over here dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Better take me on the, um, um, what are those things they the carry around corpses? suicide roller coaster. No, what are those things they carry on corpses in? A hearse? Yeah, a, shwar- a schwarz. <laughs> you want a sweep A schwarz. Oh, open casket to the extreme, right? Yeah, we just pull your dead body around the whole city in a schweeb. Then go around. <laughs> For your funeral, and well, then and then dump you into the plastic vats so that you can join the shirt the circle of Shweeb life. Well, this would also make the Rio Grande plan useless because we could just Shweeb above ground. Right. So instead of a front runner double tracking electrification, we put a Shweeb over front runner's current alignment, and or front runner can keep running and such. But other, pe- but you know, commuters are going to want to Shweeb. Or just complete Shweebstitution. Or, like the auto train, we could load Schweebs <gasps> yeah. into the front. We have like a little clothing rack in instead of the bike racks yeah, in the yeah. bottom of the middle car. We have yeah. a Schweeb rack. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be cool to like customize your own Schweeb, like yeah. give it a paint job and yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Um, oh, yeah. So, but no skirts, though. No, I, yeah, yeah, no skirts. That's like, the main issue. That's, that <laughs> is really like a legitimate yeah. issue with this L- thing. Is you can put those LCDs on the bottom that you can like turn on and off, or like the windows they have on the new Boeing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like turn up, but the trouble is you have to look through your legs to see out the front of the thing. So if anyone's looking back, they can just see up your skirt. A one-way mirror. Every uh, sweep is now a one-way mirror. Yeah, and then blinds you if you look at it. <laughs> lasers, orbital lasers. Uh, maybe just, maybe, like, Schweeb comes with, like, a shared pair of pants you can put on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you go into the Schweeb station and select your Schweeb from, like, you know, the clothing rack of Schweebs, you can also go to an actual pants rack if you're wearing a skirt and pull <laughs> some on. Yeah, someone will come up and be like, good day, would you like a pair of Schweeb pants? <laughs> <laughs> You see, and then, yeah, so the real moral of this story, though, is if you want better biking infrastructure, just make a bike lane, and that'll be a lot easier than 
than Schweeb pants and a Schweeb through and <laughs> Schweeb in movies. <laughs> Comedy aside, I'll I'll take I'll I'll give you two takeaways from this story. Um, one, this might be a better <laughs> refutation of the concept of automobility than we did in actual episode one. <laughs> Okay. And two, if you look at projects like UDOT's Mountain View Corridor, where they're building like a fucking bike freeway next to the regular freeway, mm-hmm. it's true. Um, like because they've like grade separated the whole bike path. Yeah. So may- maybe this is a great way to highlight that we shouldn't make our society look like that. We so should make it look like bikes. What on the you're ground. saying is, we should replace the Mountain View Corridor path with a Schweeb. And you can hook your regular bicycle up to the Schweebs and, like, carry it around on the bottom like a little bike rack. What I'm going to say is Kyle sounds very anti-Schweeb and we should get him. Yeah. What, you going to run me over with a Schweeb? Monorail! <laughs> monorail! You're, you're going to be in the Schweeb? Monorail! <laughs> Who, uh, no, Kyle, you see what you're... I, I'm doing a Simpsons reaction here. Marge, or, excuse me, <laughs> Kyle... What you're doing here is very boring. We don't need to fix the potholes. I mean bike infrastructure. We need a monorail. I mean Schweeb. You'll be on the Schweeb, and I'm going to rear-end you so hard. Yeah. Yeah, but your comically large spring will be, like, broken. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get your insurance. Yeah, you're going to have to get Schweeb insurance. <laughs> Schweeb insurance. Schweeb insurance. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, w- I kind of, look... This is the reason why I should never be an eccentric billionaire, because I would actually build, like, an entire, like, you know, municipality built entirely around the Schweeb. Like, just spend, just spend a billion dollars to build, like, a Schweeb community. See, if you build it, they will come. That's right. Induce demand. Yep. Induce demand. It's like Daybreak, but with Schweebs instead of cars. Yeah. Yeah. And, only, like, 80% of kids will Schweeb to school instead of work. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, 10% of workers will sweep to work instead of driving. <laughs> Ideally, 10% of workers would uh, drive to work and yeah, 90%, 90% would sweep. A 90% Schweeb Moja. That's sorry, pretty good. Sorry, yeah. I was late for work, boss. I was I was waiting in the I queue was in the of Schweeb traffic <laughs> behind the one person who was pedaling too slow. Well, you no, see, no, no, but one of the ideas of the yeah. original system was if someone was going too slow, you just bump into them and help them pedal faster. <laughs> yeah. Soon you get like so no, much that power. Is, that is a hard benefit over cars. <laughs> see, because yeah. you have the comically large spring, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you could also put, like, an automated Schweeb on it if there was, like, a big Schweeb gym. Oh, great. Self-driving Schweeb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're already Schweeb. putting That's electric assist idea. in the Schweeb, so... We should... Wait, so we should add a brake, we should add a throttle, and maybe a seatbelt, right? Yeah, because you might, you know, like... Over, like, let's say you're going like sick Schweebin at 60. <laughs> um, a way. Yeah, sh- a, a full ass Schweeboy. Um, <laughs> that sounds kind of like Sue Boy. Uh, so you're, you're, you're going like 60 on the Schweeboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um, you know, you kind of bump into someone too hard for your comically large spring to absorb. Mm-hmm. You need the seat belt to keep you from falling out of your Schweebin onto the ground. When, like, the, you know, the plexiglass on the front just shatters. Mm hmm. Yeah, tempered schweeb. Tempered schweeb glass. glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, we've schweebed a lot today. We have. And I think we've a lot learned today. a lot about 
ourselves and about the Schweeb. Yeah, but seriously, but seriously, just build a protective bike lane. It's a lot cheaper, and um, even if it's not as fun to say protective bike lane as it is to say Schweeb, um, <laughs> it's more practical. You could have the Schweeb m- Memorial Protected Bike Lane. <laughs> I'm going to lobby if the city ever starts naming bike lanes for it to be named the Schweeb, Schweeb Memorial See, Bike Lane. <laughs> I, I don't know why you wouldn't have, like, adopt a highway, but adopt a bike lane. I've you can adopt uh, sewer drains in Salt Lake City. Oh, sweet. You should adopt too. a sewer drain. And then what, the you clean podcast them? sewer drain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm not opposed to having a sewer drain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, build bike lanes. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're on Apple or, or Apple or Spotify, please remember to leave a rating. It does help. Um, if you like what we do here, you can subscribe to us on Patreon starting at $3 a month. One. $1. Starting at $1 a month. We don't have any $1 a month. Uh, to get early access to our content and at $3 a month to get access to Patreon exclusive content. That's correct. Now here's all the people who paid us to make this steaming pile of crap. That's right. At uh, Front Runner, Double Tracked, Electrified, and Underground tier, we have Zach Adams. At regular Front Runner tier. Phobos2390, Mike Christensen, and Curtis Herring. Then $5 a month at our red line tier. We have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, Jacob Whitecotton, and Robert P. Walsh. $3 blue line tier. Second best line. We have Just Cause, Alex Stokelski, Ben Busath, DJ Will Watkins. Hi, Will. Ethan McDonald, Gonzo12, Jack Dean, John Heron Gorman, Martin Hecker Martinez, Old Trolley, Scott Harris, and Seth. I still like the song rendition of this one from... Two episodes ago. Uh, yeah, that's not happening again. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say, sweep into your heart tonight. I could sweep into your heart. We could sweep together through the sweep avenues. Sweep into your heart. There you go. Good night. <laughs> Good night and good luck.